Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh.
I don't even know what you do, but just go ahead and click. You should see my face or something saying that I'm live. And just come on in the room. In the room. I don't want to say the upper room. But anyway, <laughs> who that? Ooh, who that, Wendell? Okay. Redwood is, uh, Pablo is a Steelers fan. Okay. So right now he's the only one that can, can uh, claim that sixth ring. You know, he has the one for the other hand. But let's see what uh, what Tom Brady has to say about that. Okay. But we're going to go ahead and just skip all the other stuff. You know, I always like to talk to see what's on my mind. But on my mind right now is the AFC-NFC championship. As long as I think if you weren't um, a Rams fan, a uh, Saints fan, a Patriots fan, or a Chiefs fan, I think this had to be a wonderful weekend for you because you're not just solely um, emotionally invested in the team. But if you are a football fan, there is no way you could not have enjoyed this past Sunday. Uh, it had all of the emotions, anger, uh, tears, frustration, uh, joy. Uh, like I said, for every football fan, there were are just a range of emotions. Um, I always, you know, I tend to like to put a little sense of humor you know, in anything that I do or whatever, but I must say tonight I am going to put on my journalistic hat. I'm going to be um, as objective as I try to be, um, as I normally try to be, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, athletes play the game to reach the highest pinnacle of their sport. For baseball, it's the World Series. For basketball, it's the NBA Finals. And we know for football it is the Super Bowl. And Karen, I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're feeling better. Um, but as I was saying, uh, you know, for football, the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of a, uh, you know, it's it's what they play for. And Janelle and I talk about it all the time. Um, you know, Aunt Lou, Tiff and I used to talk about it. Terry has mentioned it. You never want a game to come down to be decided by the zebras, by the referees. You want them to allow the players to play within the rules, but to play the game, um, for them to call it as fairly as they can. You know, I'm always a component that um, at the end of the day, these referees are human, and human error will always come into play. That is why I thought we incorporated the replay system. But at the end of the day, the referees, they are human. And sometimes it just uh, it comes down to, Blown calls to no calls, but also teams have to play. You have to play for the full 60 minutes. If it goes into overtime, you have to play until the sudden death has come. Um, we'll go ahead and get into it. Of course, you know, like I said, I'm going to give you my honest, uh, objective opinions when it comes to both the AFC and NFC championship games. So let's go ahead and we're going to get into it. Sunday kicked off the NFC Championship, Rams beat the Saints 26-23 in overtime. For the Rams, Goff was 25-40, 297 yards, a touchdown, one interception. Um, C.J. Anderson rushed for 16. He had 16 rushes for only 44 yards. Cooks, seven receptions, 107 yards. But um, Zerline, the Rams kicker, had a game-winning 
57-yard field goal. He also had a game-tying 48-yard field goal with 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter. This was the first road team to win a conference title game um, since 2012. What's going on, Angel Phillips? I see you in the house. What's going on, Keisha? I see you too. Angel says, tell them Saints fans to stop crying. Stop it. I know the Falcon fans are uh, just living in, in, in high heaven this <laughs> this week. But, again, uh, for the Rams, they were the first road team to win a conference title since 2012. For the Saints, Drew Brees, 26-40, 249 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Ingram had nine rushes for 31 yards. Kamara, 11 receptions for 96 yards. And Thomas, Michael Thomas, was held to only four receptions for 36 yards. Now let's go over the game. Saints led 13 to nothing with 135 left in the first quarter, 13 to nothing. But let's be real, the Saints had the opportunity. They were in the red zone twice earlier and came away with only field goals. The Saints could have been up 21 to nothing the first quarter of the NFC Championship game. For the for the Saints, though, this was their first home playoff loss under Peyton and Breeze since 2006. They had won 21 straight when leading by 13-plus points. Um, Shout-out to the Saints fans, though. I have to give the fans credit. Coach Sean Payton asked them. He begged them. He demanded of them. He, uh, You know, whatever it was, he sent out the Batman call, and the Saints fans responded. They were loud. They made their presence known. They, during every third down, during every red zone possession, the Saints fans were there. And, you know, normally when it's third down, the, the, the crowd, they'll cheer, you know, and they'll get it up you know, get up a lot of volume or whatever. But then by the time the play, you know, starts or whatever, um, the, they, t- they tend to diminish or die down. No, the Saints fans were in full effect the entire game. So my hats go off, uh, my hat goes off, I'm sorry, to the uh, New Orleans Saints fans. They showed up for their team. At halftime, the score was 13-10. to 10. Saints were leading. As I said just a minute ago, Saints had the opportunity to be up 21 to nothing in the first quarter. You know, one thing to to take life out of a team is just, just put your foot on their neck. Not to say that the Rams could not have come back, but it's kind of demoralizing to go down 21 nothing in the first quarter. Okay? Uh, but, again, halftime score was 13 to 10. After the no call on the pass interference, uh, Well, let me back up. Let me just give you these stats. For New Orleans, their offense, we do know that this was the second time that they played the Rams this season. They played them in week nine. Why do I mention that? Listen to this. The New Orleans offense in week nine, they had scored 45 points to only 23 in the championship game. They had 487 yards in week nine to only 290 in the championship game. They rushed for 141 yards, only 48 games, I mean only 48 yards in the championship game. And first downs, they had 31 first downs in week nine, only 19 in the championship game. The Rams did their homework. They isolated They shut down. They made players irrelevant. That is the sign of good coaching. Do not see the same team that you saw before. And like I said, that was in week nine. 
for Michael Thomas versus the Rams in week nine. Fifteen targets for Michael Thomas week nine, only seven in the championship game. Twelve receptions for Michael Thomas week nine, only four in the championship game. Receiving yards, 211 in week nine, only 36 for the championship game. And for week nine, Thomas had one touchdown, did not see the end zone at all in the championship game. You know I'm a component of uh, stats. I love my stats. And it's just, uh, again, the Rams came to play. They are they were not the number 2 seed for no reason. For the Rams though, uh let's talk about it. Cornerback Nick uh Nick Robbie Coleman uh not called for the pass interference on Saints wide receiver Tommy Lee Lewis. Robbie Coleman was a presence throughout this game though. If you go back and rewatch the game, they have been replaying it. Falcon fans, I'm pretty sure you've been watching it <laughs> you know ever since um ever since Sunday. But Robbie Coleman was around the ball all game. He was a ball hawk for the Saints. Nearly had two interceptions um, in the first three quarters. Had he turned around on that no pass interference call and not played the player but played the ball, could have had an interception then. But let's go ahead and talk about it. We all know it was a clear and blatant missed call um, on the referee's part. Uh, on the referee's part in the NFC Championship game. A lot of people are saying that uh, the referees blew it on two calls, one pass interference, second helmet to helmet. If you go back and you watch that play, and you don't even have to go back and watch the game, watch it on NFL Network, SportsCenter, pull it up on YouTube. When you watch that play in slow motion, that was not a helmet to helmet play. I don't know what people are saying. Coleman, Robbie Coleman led with his shoulder. You cannot miss that in the slow motion. When he hit, when he led with his shoulder, yes, the two helmets, they banged because that's just the force of gravity. You're going, you know, however your head hits. But he did not lead with his helmet. Therefore, it was not a helmet-to-helmet hit. We can debate this, talk about it, argue it all day till the cows come home. No one is going to be able to tell me or convince me that that was a helmet-to-helmet hit. If you go back and watch it, just like when you go back and watch the play in the AFC Championship game, the ball did not hit Julian Edelman on that um, on that punt return. Didn't do it. Two plays later, though, we'll talk about it. <laughs> 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight. Donnell, I see you in the house. Sammy Tellis, thank you so much for tuning in. Keisha says, uh, on the timeline, Rams defense won that game. I believe Rams defense uh, will and can beat Brady. And also Rams defense stopped that in the red zone three times. Exactly, Keisha. So thank you. And I, wanna, I do want to hear your thoughts on the timeline. Make sure to hit me up or if you want to talk to me, 347-826-7924. That's the number to call. Make sure to hit the number one. And I cannot wait to bring in the ladies, the awesome foursome here in just a little bit. All right, so getting back to the NFC recap. So, um, again, Robbie Coleman not called for the pass interference. There was no play for helmet to helmet. Uh, but again, if you if you just look at the game, Robbie Coleman, he was a ball hawk. He was around that ball um, several times. So um, it was a blown call. Uh, a game is never, to me, I don't think it is. It never comes down to just one play. Um, we, we can say that, you know, had they gotten the first down, Saints would have had the ball 
within the 10, I believe it may have been um, in the, on the 9 or the 8, they could have run down the clock and waited for time to expire to be able to kick a field goal. But if we know anything in this year of 2018 football, NFL football, anything is possible. It's not a guarantee that the, that the field goal would have, would have gone through. It's not a guarantee that the Saints wouldn't have turned the ball over, even with running down the clock. But with all of that being said, the Saints were able to go down and score a field goal. They had a minute and 41 left on the clock. You can say that it might have been bad coaching because leading up to the minute 41, if Sean Payton had have, had, had have um, you know, played the game right, he would have had it so that the Rams wouldn't have had any timeouts when they got the ball back, but they still had two. Um, again, Saints scored three points. What happens when you, get, when you give the Rams back the ball? If you stop the Rams from scoring a field goal, you still win the game. The Saints had ample opportunity. That's just my opinion. Again, we can debate it till the cows come home, but I don't believe you're going to be able to sway my opinion that the Saints, Saints still had ample opportunities to win this game. You have a minute 41 left. Uh, Rams have, I'm, I'm sorry, they may have only had one, uh, one timeout left, but all you have to do is keep them from stopping, um, uh, stop them from kicking the field goal. In the overtime, Saints win the toss. We all know it's a 50-50 shot. Whoever, whoever wins the toss, if you score a touchdown, you win the game. What happens? Saints turn it over with a turnover. Drew Brees throws the interception. It's second and 16 when he throws the interception. Take the sack, Brees, and you still live to fight another day. Would they have made it on third and 16? We don't know. That might have been the resurrection of Michael Thomas. But again, you had ample opportunity. So was it egregious? Yes, it was. Was it one of the worst uh, no calls in a championship game? It might be. I'm, my memory is not that good. I'm not going to lie to you. But right now in the present, in this moment, yes, it, it is the most egregious because it was blatant. And you had two referees. That means you had four eyes looking at the same play. And neither one of them rascals got it right. Okay, here we go. Another, you know, another um, – topic that we need to discuss during the, during the offseason or the owners do look at me like I'm in the owners meeting <laughs> but another topic that they definitely need to discuss um, but again Saints they had ample opportunity I'm not going to blame this one no call for the reasons that the Saints did not win the win the NFC championship um, but now for the Rams they face the Patriots in their fourth Super Bowl appearance this is a rematch of the Rams and Saints back in Super Bowl 36 Sean McVay is the youngest head coach now to lead a team to the Super Bowl. He turns 33 on tomorrow. Uh, the Rams have the most road wins in the last two seasons, including the playoffs uh, with 14. Um, the Chargers have 12. Saints, Steelers, Eagles, and the Patriots all have 11. And when I tell you coaching is everything, coaching is everything. Because under Jeff Fisher, Jeff Goff looked like a bust. Let's just call it a B-U-S-T, straight bust. Now in three seasons, Jared Goff is going to the Super Bowl under Sean McVay. Shout out to the Los Angeles Rams. They're not getting the credit that they deserve. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ, tonight on LL Sports 2. Now let's get to that AFC championship game. Ooh, what a game, like I'm telling you. this If you're a football fan, you could not have uh, wished for more, wanted better. But the Patriots, once again, 
showed why they are the number one. They're America's team. I'm just going to go ahead and call it because America loves well, America loves to hate them. How about that? <laughs> but the Patriots, they beat the Chiefs 37-31 to in another overtime game. Brady, 30-46, 348 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Sony Michelle, 29 rushes, 413 yards, two touchdowns. Edelman, seven receptions for 96 yards. When you're playing the Patriots, who doesn't know that the ball is eventually going to go to Edelman or to Gronkowski? Gronkowski has had an APB out on him all season. We know because he has not been healthy. He has not been the Gronk of old. But let me tell you something. When you need the Gronk the most, the Gronk will arise to the occasion. Okay? Gronkowski looked like 2010, 11, 12 Gronkowski out there on Sunday. The Patriots, check this, they converted on 13 third-down conversions. That's the most by any team in the playoffs in 35 years, y'all. 13 Third down conversions. Everybody knows the third down is the money down. It it makes no sense. It does not do anything. I am a a the main advocate, and this is the one thing that that just what is it um, boils my grits, especially with my team. What is the point of stopping them on first down, getting a sack on second down? Making it a long third down. I don't care if any time it's over 10 yards. I don't even care if it's third and seven. What is the point of doing all that if you're just going to give it up on third down? Can somebody tell me? Somebody. Anybody. Everybody. What is the purpose? If you're just going to go ahead and give it up on third down, just let them get it on first down. Quit playing with my emotions, Smokey. <laughs> but in that overtime game, I was like, Chase, what, where are you? You know it's going to Edelman. You know it's going to Gronkowski. Somebody get a body on him. Take his legs out. And who who thought to put Eric Berry? Now, Eric Berry is the number one corner for the Chiefs, but he can't go up against Gronk. Gronk, that's six, seven uh, inch difference. You're trying to ask him to call to, uh, to, to climb Mount Everest. The man is good, but he ain't that good. Okay. And see. <laughs> But for the Chiefs, Mahomes, 16 of 31, 295 yards, three touchdowns. Williams, 10 rushes for 30 yards and a touchdown, five receptions for 66 yards and two touchdowns. And for Sammy Watkins, four receptions for 114 yards. Patriots led at the half, 14 nothing. There was an APB out on Patrick Mahomes and the whole Chiefs offense. They had never been held to zero points in the first half. Major start question, okay, is this the game that Patrick Mahomes is going to let the, mo- you know, let the moment get the better of him? Oh, no, Kiwamasabi, slow down because there's always a second half. So, like I said, 14 and nothing at halftime. The Patriots – oh, I'm sorry, I'm skipping over all over the place. Let me get back to the game. But uh, for the second half, Kansas City, they – scored three touchdowns. Damian Williams, he scored all three touchdowns. That is a AFC uh, championship first in, in, in uh, AFC championship history. But for the Chiefs defense versus the Patriots, check this, in the last two games, in the past two games this season, this does include the playoffs, they allowed 80 points. They allowed eight total touchdowns. They allowed 1,024 total yards and 675 passing yards. Mahomes stats in the AFC Championship versus the Patriots by the half. 
pass yards. He only had 65 in the first half, 230 in the second half. Touchdown to interception ratio, zero in the first half. Three touchdowns to zero interceptions in the second half. And his passer rating was 77.6 in the first half, passer rating of 126.8 in the second half. Like I said, Damian Williams, he's the first in NFL history to score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, the, the the Chiefs, they are now 1-7 in, in their last eight home playoff games. And the Chiefs, they have 49 straight seasons now with missing the Super Bowl. That's the third longest active drought uh, in the NFL. But um, you have to tip your hat to the Patriots. Everybody knew that when the Patriots won the toss, it's a 50-50 shot. You know, they could have easily called heads and it could have been tails just like in the NFC um, NFC game. But I do believe that whoever won the toss would have won the game. I truly believe that had Patrick Mahomes, if they would have been given a chance to get the ball, they would have went down there and scored a touchdown as well. So um, I'm definitely going to, I can't, like I said, can't wait to bring in the ladies because have a lot to discuss and talk about. But for the Patriots, they now face the Rams in New England's third straight Super Bowl. They are their 11th um, Super Bowl appearance for the uh, for their franchise, but third straight Super Bowl appearance. Y'all, I'm telling you, the Patriots. They are for those of us who hate on the Patriots. You know, it's all in fun. I say it because I don't want them to get six. Um, I don't want them to be tied with the Steelers, and I don't want them to have more than my 49ers. But at the end of the day, you have to respect greatness when you're looking at it. It's like the Bulls when they were going through their championship run. Uh, It's like LeBron James when you see him going to, what was it, nine straight finals. These are things that in our lifetime we will probably never see again. So we must – I say it all the time, I did not appreciate – uh, Kobe Bryant while he was playing I appreciate the brother now and it's too late Because we just don't see that intensity We don't see that dog We don't see that fight in the NBA players Like we used to He's the last of that you know, just no nonsense You know, I'm not trying to be your friend I'm trying to beat you down mentality in the NBA So when it comes to the Patriots You have to tip your hat off To just um, The fundamentally sound way That they play football. It is not just a slogan. Do your job. When you do your job, it looks like the New England Patriots. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to your girl. Um, but for Brady, he is now 3-0 and in overtime in the playoffs. He has won the coin flip in all three, and he has scored um, on all three. Uh, the, he scored in the first drive on all three. Since 1991, Most playoff completions by a quarterback and wide receiver tandem are Tom Brady and Julian Edelman with 105 receptions. They um, beat out Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne by a landslide. Theirs is 82. Most Super Bowl appearances now by a quarterback in NFL history, Tom Brady, nine. Uh, The second person that comes close to him, John Elway with five. Bradshaw, Kelly, Montana, and Starback all have four. Most fourth quarter comebacks in the playoffs in the Super Bowl era, Tom Brady, nine. Joe Montana had five. Bradshaw, Elway, Manning, and Russell Wilson all have four. And as I mentioned, most Super Bowl appearances by a team, Patriots with 11. Steelers, Cowboys, and Broncos each have eight. Um, Like I said, you just, you have to tip your hat to the dynasty 
and the dominance that are the New England Patriots. This is the first time ever that the AFC and NFC Championship both went to overtime, but is it time to change the overtime rules? I can't wait to bring in uh, the ladies and talk about that. So, uh, matter of fact, I'm tired of talking about bringing in the ladies. We're going to go ahead and jump to a quick break, and then on the outside of this, it will be time to bring in the awesome foursome. I know you can't wait to hear what the ladies have to say, because I surely can't. So we'll go ahead and jump to our first break, and then on the outside of this, we will be bringing in the ladies, the awesome foursome, TJ, Janelle, Ain't Lou, and Terry. It's LL Sports 2 with who? Your girl, TJ. We'll be right back after the break.
Oh, it's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with TJ. You already know they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ. And ladies love sports so much, I can prove it to you. That's why I'm about to bring in the awesome foursome. That is Terry, Aunt Lou, and Janelle. Ladies, uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, girls. Good evening. Yes, yes, yes. And let me go ahead and say, I'm going to put it out here right now. As I said at the top of the show, um, you know, you, you know how I always like to joke and, and you know play around and everything. Um, but uh, tonight, because because of the you know this is the Super Bowl and and the players, you know, this is this is what they what they play for. Um, I know I made a joke of it that I wanted to see. Uh, you know, the Saints come to town, win the Super Bowl here in Atlanta. Um, but, you know, I'm a firm believer that God never gives you more than what you can handle. And I do believe that it would have been an ugly sight for the Saints to win here in Atlanta. So I must thank the Lord that he did not allow that to happen. So with that being said, um, ladies, did you not enjoy AFC-NFC Championship? I'm just going to let you um, you know, whoever wants to go first, but we'll talk about the NFC championship game first. So whoever jumps in, let's talk about it. I just think <laughs> I think that was an awesome game. I really do. But those Rams showed me a whole different side of him. They are you know, and, and I, I personally think I mean I didn't like the call with the Saints, but I personally think that the Saints didn't play as aggressive as they normally do. Because I, I mean, you you didn't see that drive like that. You know, they would go in there with three, with uh, two or three quarter quarterbacks, and, and you know, you don't know what they're gonna do because they'd be confusing people. But it just it just seems like it that they didn't have that drive like they should have. Maybe they were too confident. You know, I don't know. But uh, I hate you know that they got robbed like that. But I don't. I just think that uh, the best man won that you know won the game, but uh, it was it was just an exciting game down to the last second. That is, Eric. I think I think that it was a it was a great game. I really enjoyed it. I was just jumping around over here with my grandkids, and we just had us a ball and. It, Two year, almost two year old. He's running around talking about who that. Is. I said, baby, I wanted to tell my grandbaby, I ain't want to hurt. He don't know no better anyway. I'm like, who that alone, baby? <laughs> so you still run around talking about who that. <laughs> and his mom was just talking about who that. But overall, I th- it was a, it was a great game, and I hate it for the no call. But I truly don't believe that that one no call caused them to lose the game. They didn't play as well in the first half of the game, and they had some, you know, they had some things going on there. So even though everyone is saying that that one no call cost them the game, they still had an opportunity uh, going over to overtime. And as if I recall, in overtime, when Drew Brees threw the interception, they could have just been passing the ball, not even throwing the ball. And that's an opportunity, a possibility that they would have won the game. But personally, I'm not going to say, and I don't believe that that one no call caused the Saints the game. They didn't play their best as they 
they normally do, as you can tell from the score in the first half. Um, so, and I hate that, you know, the Saints fans are all upset about it, but I'm going to be honest, I'm glad they didn't win. We know. <laughs> and the Rams <laughs> And the Rams play. They play. They play good defense. They play good defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then, like I said, Saints could have been. Well, no. Uh, Janelle, go ahead. Tina Denise Jackson. Let me just first thank you for starting out with the comment that that one play does not make a game. It does not. We can look back on several different championships or regular seasons or even Super Bowls where one call could definitely sway people. But it, if the team is not doing what they're supposed to be doing from the giddy-up, then one call is not going to make a difference. It, it just doesn't. But last week, if you remember correctly, I Janelle, specifically Janelle, Janelle, real said, quick, real quick, real quick, because I want to make every, make sure everybody hears you. This, this uh, Is there somebody, like, on the phone or – uh, calling somebody because I just heard like a, a robotic. I just want to make sure everybody can hear Janelle. Okay, yeah, that's a lot better right there. Okay, all right, go ahead, Janelle. I specifically said last week that the way that um, the Rams were going to be able to shut the Saints down is by keeping Drew contained. Dominican Sue had his hands on that boy every opportunity he got. Not just him, Corey Littleton, um, what's the boy, Aaron Donald? Fowler. They were all over him. That's the way you win a game. We say every single year, defense wins football games. The, the offense is for sure, but defense is what wins the game. you got to put the points on the board, but you got to keep the other team from putting points on the board. That game for me – I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the Patriots and the Chiefs. Let me just be clear on that. However, it was a good game. It it was a good game. And, and Tina and Miss Lucinda, I do want to apologize because I do realize that, you know, I text slammed y'all with all those horrible images because I was so excited that the Saints had lost. And I'm still just so excited because I really don't know what I would have did if they would have came up in here playing the Super Bowl. I would have lost it. Oh, everybody would have. Everybody would have. All Falcon fans. That's why I said, you know, as much as I joke around and, you know, I said that I wanted to have the, um, you know, the Saints win in in um, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I, I truly believe that there probably would have been, Grady would have been overcrowded. I truly believe that. And for that reason, I do believe that the Lord didn't allow this to happen. And so, you know, if um, it, you know, if that's, I, I'm okay with that. I'm, I really am okay with that. Uh, I just wanted to have a good game because you do not want to wait until the championship game to have blowout. And I was a little worried at first, Rams, because I'm like, okay, Rams. Now I know, you know, you may not have been here before. What? It, well, I mean, been in this this situation in a championship before, but it's like, come on now, where is the where is the offense at? And but for some reason, okay. When I think about it, somebody has background noise. Somebody outside. I am. I'm in the car on the way home. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, what's the thing? Um, hold on. What's the thing? 
Well, anyway. The uh, Rams. You said something about the Rams. Rams if you wanted to play a little bit more offense yeah, in like the initially. Where have they been? Where has their offense been since they played the Cowboys? Is it just that everybody has has paid attention to the film um, or that they've just been able to isolate? I, just, I think something has just been wrong with, I don't know, it's the play calling, but uh, the Rams, I'm sorry, not the Rams, the Saints just have not been the same since they played the Dallas Cowboys. But I tip my hat off to the uh, L.A. Rams coaching staff, especially on defense, because they did what you're supposed to do. They did what the Chiefs did not. They removed Michael Thomas from the game. Four receptions, 46 yards, their number one target for the Saints. Absolutely phenomenal. Anybody want to come in? 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight. Shout out to Carla Henry in the house. I see you, Rob Smith. Salvador, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the show. And make sure to hit me up on the timeline if you want to call in to the show. 347-826-7924 is the number to call. Rashad said real quick, um, I agree the Saints did. I also remember when the Saints still go and beat us. I don't feel sorry for the Saints at all. Karma is real. Yes, I do remember that game. And we did have a bogus call. But, again, I never believe that one that a game comes down to one play. Um, sometimes you get the, the you know the bad uh, draw of the luck, so to speak. But um, I don't know. In this instance, though, the Saints had ample opportunity. They should have been up twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. Who thought of that? There. So, yeah. So I don't know. But um, all right. So let's go ahead and well, anybody, anything else? Anybody want to add about the, the NFC championship game? Yes, I want to add. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to add add that um they they play with so much fervor and um and and it was so vigorous. But uh, I I just didn't think that it would it it was was going to come out like that because you know you know with the offense it's the way the Saints you know. They score offensively, but see, I think that we've been second guessing the Rams is what I what I saw through all of this. You know what I mean? Didn't realize how bad they were. I don't know. Okay. That's all I want to say. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I definitely. Well, I don't know. I don't think that angle because we all said that we could easily see in any one of the four, the four remaining teams. We said we could see them in the in the Super Bowl. So I don't necessarily think that we, you know, like overlooked the Rams, but it's just when you think about it and you think about what the Saints possess, uh, the mm-hmm. fact that they just recently in this position last year, how they lost to the to the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I honestly didn't think the lightning was right twice. You know, I okay. figured you get this far, you're going to put the nail in the coffin. You're going to come yeah. out, you're going to put all intensity, you're going to lay everything out on the field. And I just don't think the Saints did that. No, they didn't. No. They really didn't. And, you know, like, it's, 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 they didn't play up to par. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, you just, you can you, you can kind of, for me, I can kind of look at a team, you know, when they're out there on the field and stuff and, you know, and just see, you know, it's like, 
where where they are, you know. And when I saw them, it was like, you know, something's not. They were kind. Of, they were just off. The plan, you know, they weren't where they should have been. I didn't realize that they was thirteen to zero because I was at church. So when I got home, you know, the, it was halftime. But um, you know, but I I just looked and I was just like, you know, is this something was off about them? Because the, the Rams kept that sometimes they they was back and forth with the scoring, but then they they stayed close enough. You know what I mean? They couldn't just pull away from them. And that right. was and that was that's an issue because normally you know the Saints be pulling away, so exactly and like you said, um, so uh, you uh, you know unfortunately you weren't able to see the first part of the game and that was that was the questioning part, ain't Lou? Because it's like the Saints were in the red zone, got mm-hmm. down in the red zone twice and then walked away with with field goals and just missing like Breeze was just missing easy throws and or or the just like the players just weren't catching it, but. The fact that they removed Michael Thomas from their arsenal, I mm-hmm. I really commend the Rams for that. And then, like um, Janelle was talking about, that four, uh, they didn't really necessarily blitz Breeze, mm-hmm. but they got the pressure with four up front. And and Dominican Sue, like I said, he was he had an APB out him during the regular season, but I see why they got him, and it was clear why they got him. They got him strictly for the postseason because that man has been. Yeah. He's been Batman, Superman, Aquaman, uh, uh, Black Panther, everybody. <laughs> but, and another thing, TJ, uh, Breeze, his throwing, it's like he was throwing like a, like a girl. He was throwing like me. I mean, just, just too low. I was looking, you know, a few times with the pass. You know, thank God that his, because one pass, I think one, one of these guys had to catch on the ground or something. You know what I mean? But I'm like, what is he doing? But then, like I said, he could, you know, he couldn't see. I know Mahone, they sacked him so much. I feel sorry for that baby. But uh, but Breeze, uh, Breeze, he's just, he's, he wasn't on it with his throwing at all. You know. Well, you gotta you gotta I, realize I too. That, Go ahead, hmm? I think that I, I think that was the Saints made their biggest mistake though. To be honest, in my opinion, is leaving that much time on the clock for for the Rams to get back. You don't ever leave that kind of time on the clock. Uh, it You're doesn't right. matter whether you playing against whether you playing against a bad team or a good team. Any team who's in that kind of position with that kind of time on the clock can make something happen. That's true, especially when this is this, this is a championship game, you know, for the for the, your division. Correct. Well, you know what, though, ladies, I'm going to say that with the Saints, they allowed that that no call. I think they really allowed it to dictate how they played the rest of the game. You think? Because there is no way, it, there's no way that the defense couldn't stop the Rams. From, from getting a field goal, mm-hmm. it held them to thirteen to, to ten points in the first first half. Uh, yeah, they came out and made some adjustments, but we've already been in this situation once just the previous year. So you could stop them from 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 moving down the field eighty yards, or do I, well, no, it was a, it was a forty eight yard field goal too, wasn't it? When they when they tied it up, so I, I think that they allowed the the no call to get in their head. And okay. I do. We see what happens, uh, which is very disappointing, um, to, to, to say. The yeah, I, I think they allowed um, allowed them to get in their head, and it just threw their game completely off. Mm-hmm. Just shook them up, and they couldn't yeah. get back focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a sad day in New Orleans, though. Sad yeah. day. But it was a good game, it was though. A I, I got day in Atlanta. 
What'd you say? <laughs> what, <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> what was it? I said it was a happy day in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. Help me out, Janelle. Where are you, Janelle? I was trying not to rub it in their face because you know they hurt a little bit. But yes, it was a happy day in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm definitely prepared. And you know, I have to admit, um, we we were at a Saints bar, and uh, one of my best friends is a Rams fan. And, I mean, they were giving it to him. They were giving it to him all game. But when he won, I couldn't do nothing but just hug him. And the poor man, and he just fell out and some tears rolled down his cheek. Because, mm. I mean, he was really, it was three people in, like, a bar of probably 150, 200. Three people that were cheering for the Rams. And mm. the, the, the Saints Stadium, again, I have to commend the Saints, Saints fans. I don't know if they did it on purpose or whatever. But, you know, normally for a playoff game, you see at least about 20%, 30% for the Disney team. The Saints fans held on to their tickets. It was four Rams fans in that stadium. That's what it's like. <laughs> I give it to them. I mean, they, they wanted they who that to do that, baby. Yeah, who that? Who, who that? Who that got done? I just, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 478 That's the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ, tonight and the awesome foursome. All right, so let's go ahead and move to the AFC championship game. Um, I'll just give you all the floor again. Whoever wants to go first, let's talk about the AFC. The AFC, I think that um, Kansas City, Mahomes, he played, he played a good game. His defense, I don't think, protected them the way they should have in the first half. Um, because they they didn't score. I don't think they scored in the first half not or at, at the all. bottom of the first half. No, nothing. It was um, fourteen nothing halftime. Fourteen to nothing. But I think um, I don't think that he was he was nervous or anything like that uh, because he's just you know cool, calm, and collected. No matter you know what play is is going on, what's happening, because he can you know get rid of the ball quick. I hate that he got sacked as many times as he did. But in that first half, the um, his defense didn't protect him at all. But yes, at the end, I think once – if they had been allowed to have the ball first off the toss, I think they would have scored because they played a good game mm-hmm. and they was only down by six points. They, I mean, they lost by six points. Right. But right. I just think that the defense – it was it was the uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense that – did not step up to the plate. Otherwise, we would have had that game. Okay. Now, real quick, I just want to make sure that I that I, uh, that I understand, though, Terry. So, because you said that, that he got sacked a lot, but then you said that the defense let him down. So, are you talking about the defense or are you talking about his whole line? Because the defense actually showed well, up in the well, first half. Yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the whole line. The, the, they, did, they didn't protect him. I don't think that they protected him as well right. as they should have. Giving him time enough yeah. to, to make plays and stuff. Okay. And there were a lot of drop passes exactly. in the first half, too. Okay, I got you. All right. Go, Janelle. Okay, sorry, I had the phone on you. Okay, listen, so here's my here's my thing. I cannot express my elation with that boy. Patrick Mahomes is the truth. Come on, he babe. handled he handled his business. I watched him as they were grabbing him, throwing him 
him to the ground, throwing the ball sideways to get get the ball to his boys. He was doing everything yeah. he possibly could to be there for his team. That that boy is the truth. That that is a quarterback for the ages, right there. He is definitely. I feel like he's definitely gonna go down as one of the one of the top quarterbacks in the league ever. He it's a, he was incredible. He he has no reason to be ashamed. His defense. I mean, his offensive line. His offensive line, they, they, I don't know what happened because normally they don't allow him to get sacked like that. I, don't, I, have no, I have no idea what happened. But when I tell you Mahomes was like, okay, I, I don't care what y'all doing, but we're getting ready to get in this game. He absolutely refused to go down. He refused. He went down fighting every second of that game. I was so proud of him because everybody kept saying he was going to get there and choke. He was going to get there and choke, and he did not choke one bit. Right. And I agree with Janelle, but I think the man-on-man coverage kept them from from defending uh, him like they should have because for, for some reason, I mean, the Patriots' defense was tight. It was just like they were just there. I mean, they, they were slamming down everything, you know what I mean? And I just think that uh, while them trying to, you know, what the defense was covering the guys that would normally probably protect him, and so that's why he was getting sacked. But I totally agree with uh, Janelle. The boy would get sacked, but it just seemed like he it rattled him. I believe it rattled him. But it's just like he he, he just probably figured this this is this this comes with you know with with being the number one team. You know what I mean? He didn't he didn't complain. He didn't murmur. He didn't whine. I mean, and he's you know young. But I was really impressed with him. But I'm going to tell you, those Patriots, Janelle, you need to be apologizing to Dee because there's no condolences. There should be congratulations. Uh, but that old Patriot team rose up to the occasion, and they really shocked me. I mean, I was totally surprised. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, ma'am, I can't. Uh, uh, okay, so I'll tell you what. I, I will apologize to Dee, but I don't care about his thing. Nice coach. He is nice. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to tip your hat to them. And, you know, the, but the one constant that the Patriots always seem to have is Edelman. Denver, Denver. And that's why it's like in the overtime, I'm like, geez, why? If you don't do anything else, take away their main. And not blame that on coaching, that they didn't have the players in the right position. Let me mm-hmm. come back to the offense real quick, though, for the Chiefs, because you, you both of you mentioned it, how Mahomes seemed to, to be, um, the Patriots were able to get hands on Mahomes in the first half. And I believe that was they were able to basically they were able to move that offensive line of the Chiefs that had been so stable um, pretty much throughout the throughout the season. But the one thing about Mahomes is that he can always use his legs to get out of situations. It seemed like the Patriots were able to just collapse that um, pocket, and he had nowhere to go. So they they, uh-huh. they did their their thing by um, making that making that pocket too small for him to be able to you know, kind of bootleg out of it or just find a way to, to escape um, those sacks. So, you, again, you just got to tip your head off. He had a couple of throws that he overthrew. There were two um, wide-open throws he could have had, and they would have ran in for touchdowns. Um, so, again, I do not believe that the moment got too big for Mahomes, but I just think that the Patriots' defense, they put that needed pressure on Mahomes that they knew it was going to take. But I think what the Patriots learned, and I think what Mahomes has done, is he has put the NFL on notice. I am for real. I am here for a while. Y'all going to have to pin with me. Because he made, in that second half, um, he, showed, I, he, I think he showed who he is and what he's going to be uh, for years to come. So I say that, okay. and then I put the question, do you see anybody taking the MVP from Patrick Mahomes this year? Not, not really. He, he. I mean, no. You talking about for it Would that be just for quarterbacks? You say? No, no, no. It's, it's anybody. Anybody can be MVP. But the people oh, that were in for a while were Drew Brees. Um, I think they tried to put. Well, uh, Aaron Donald was was mentioned. Uh, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers. His name was mentioned a couple of times. Of course, Patrick Mahomes and um, somebody else. But no, I think really, he should get it, even though they didn't, you know, make it. But I think he should get it because, like I say, throughout the entire year, he showed up and he mm-hmm. played regardless. And, then, you know, like I say, he had he had a, a lot of opposition against him, you know, this last game, but he still rose to the occasion and stood his ground as much as he could. Right, right. I think he should get the MVP. Mm-hmm. He rose to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Really in that game, yeah, in that game, the Patriots' defense, you know, offensive line defense was just, you know, just strong. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he's never intimidated. You mm-hmm. just no, look at his face. Never, no matter what what situation he gets in, he's never he just cool, calm, and collected. He's he's never intimidated. Right. So, and, and, you know. and one time he told this guy, so he, he had his guys, he pointed at his eyes like, watch me. Because he was torn and uh-huh. they was all over the place. He was like, yeah. watch me. You know, he didn't yeah. talk a lot, but he, he got motions, actions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Janelle? I, I agree 100% because it, normally when they do these votes, they always do them without um, looking at what happens in the off season. I mean, in the um. Um, and the playoffs anyway. During the regular season, I, I agree with Miss Lucinda. He showed up for his team 
on every time he stepped, he stepped his foot on that field. He showed up for his team. So right. I feel like he definitely earned it. He definitely earned an MVP. But that game, but they, but that game, um, that game this past weekend. I'm trying to tell you if if people don't recognize who he is by now, <laughs> they gotta be blind. Come on, now. boy was oh, he was a, he was a yeah. and he was only 24 years old. Do y'all realize? Yeah, he's a baby. He's a baby. This is a baby doing this. Yeah, he is. He is the truth. Well, I definitely want him to win it now. Um, uh, just a side note: if they give it to Brady, I would be very happy because whoever wins the MVP, they tend to lose the Super Bowl. So if they want to give it to Brady, they go. Seriously, though, um, I'm, I'm, I would be very happy for Mahomes to win it now, knowing that he's not going to be in the Super Bowl. So I would, I would, I was going to be a little leery. If he if he would have made it to the Super Bowl, I'm like, dang it! Whoever wins the MVP, they always lose the Super Bowl. So, but now with them not even being in it, I definitely want uh, Mahomes to, to win it. Three four seven eight six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight in the awesome foursome snail theory. Ain't Lou in the house? You know, um, Rob Smith asked the question: If Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, do you think he will retire? No. That's the way to go to go out on top because even if he wanted to win seven, he's the only uh, he would be the only one player to have six rings. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you know what's funny is everybody's talking about Gronkowski um, actually retiring after this year though. That's what I'm wondering to see if he's gonna come back. He needs to because let me tell you something. He will not be in a Patriots uniform next year. I can promise you that. So if he doesn't want to play for anybody else, he needs to retire. But, guys, you know something? I'm wondering if um, – I haven't been reading up on it, but I'm wondering if the talk about him retiring, is it he's thinking about retiring because he knows that they're going to win the Super Bowl and he's going to get his ring and he's just going to go? Or what? No, I no, think he knows that actually started. Yeah, I think that actually started last year when they thought that – when he thought they were going to let him go, they were going to trade him. Um, and that's when he said, "If I'm not," he literally said in an interview, "If I'm not, if I'm not in a Patriots uniform, I don't play." He right. was gonna go then. If he had, if they had traded him, he would have quit then. He would have retired right then. Yeah, mm. yeah. They were trading him. Huh? They were trading him to the Detroit Lions. But he said he wasn't playing his quarterback, Tom Brady, and he wasn't going nowhere. I was actually surprised that they kept him though. The Patriots allowed that to happen, but he's proven now that you know throughout the season he, he's a liability. He, he showed up his last two games. I, I got to give it to him. He has been there in the clutch both games. But I just don't think his body can hold up for another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, ladies. So um, definitely want to pose this question to you. So we know that these Patriots went into overtime. We know that the Patriots won coin cost, uh, the, the coin toss. We know that the Chiefs defense has been their Achilles heel all season. Even though they did show up against that coach that in that coach game. They they it was not the, the piece of you know that we've seen all season. But um and they played in the first half. You know, they got a couple of uh, interceptions, you know, um no sacks on Brady, but they you know they they were on the scene. But I do I do believe that everybody knew that if Tom Brady won the coin cost the coin toss that they would win. So my question, 
is it time to change the rules for overtime? And what do you what would you be suggesting changing them to? That each team has to be able to possess the ball once, regardless if they if the winning team of the of the coin toss uh, scores a touchdown or not. Each team should be able to possess the ball one time. I think so, because like I said, if they get a touchdown, you know that the team that wins at the, the toss it's it's just over. But you know. Like somebody said, they didn't even get a chance to play. <laughs> the Chiefs, did, I mean, yeah, they didn't. The um, the Chiefs didn't get a chance to play in the <laughs> in the overtime because Brady had yeah. the ball. Right, right. And they, they just they did their thing. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Terry, Janelle. I don't want to agree with that. I think first comes to first serve. Whoever gets first score wins. I like it better that way because I don't want to keep going in overtime after overtime after overtime after overtime just to see who's going to win the game. Mhm. Okay. I agree with I agree with Janelle. Um, whoever wins the uh, the toss, they go first. You know. Mhm. So just if, if it's mano a mano, you get paid. You get paid to do your job, so if you cannot stop them, then that means that you know what you need to work on in the offseason. That's what y'all are saying. Yes, ma'am. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. and unusual people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know me. <laughs> and I think that that we were not able to see what Patrick Mahomes could do. I know. Thank you. Not just him, but any team. No, I'm saying I'm done. I said not not just him, but any team. You know, it could have been. Well, I mean, just when you get to when you get to this point of the other season, I just feel like, uh, and not to say not not to take the defense off the hook because I I do see where you're coming from. That okay, if you don't want them to score, then you need to stop them. Worst-case scenario, just hold them to three. That's all you have to do in order to give your your um, your quarterback a chance to get on the field. But mm-hmm. um, I just believe that when it comes down to this, I'm not saying that you necessarily have to change overtime rules for the whole season. So maybe this is where it gets a little dicey. But I think when it comes to the playoffs, I do believe that each team should be able to possess the ball at least once. Now, if the if if they get out there, and of course, you know, if they don't score, you know, some people were saying that it should just be like a ten-minute, um, an extension of the game, where you just play for ten minutes, and then whoever, um, you know, the scores most, then you know, then they win. I don't agree with that, but okay. I just believe that you at least they possess the ball one time, and then after that, you go into sudden death, uh, just because it's it's the Super Bowl, and to rob, to rob them of this, or maybe the fans. Maybe I'm being selfish here, but just to see what Patrick Mahomes could have done. And I would feel the same way if if Mahomes would have went down and scored, um, you know, uh, a, a, a touchdown. Because again, you want to see what people are going to do. We all know that Chiefs 
they had been on the field, uh, time of possession was like uh, 20 minutes to, to whatever the, the Patriots had. So the Patriots, the Chiefs defense was on the field more than half the game. For that, uh-huh. I think, because I believe that when the, when the Chiefs won the coin toss, they should not have deferred. That, that's been a, a, a debate as well. I believe that Andy Reid should have put his offense on the field first. You have a rookie, you know, not a rookie, but, you know, this is the first time starting. This is the first playoff. Get him in rhythm. Get your offense in rhythm. And then let them, because the Patriots have the ball nine minutes in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that, I don't think that's good for, 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 for um, that was good for the Chiefs offense. For the Super Bowl, I can agree. Uh, I can understand where you're coming from with that. That that makes sense. But uh, I just feel like it, each it, a, a football game does not just consist of an offense. It consists right. of the offense, the defense, and the special teams. That means everybody right. got to get out there and do their part. It, everybody has to get out there and do their part. You can't, you know, fumble the ball during kickoffs or, you know, doing punts or doing all the crazy stuff that causes you to lose games. It just, right. you can't do that. So I feel like, you know, as a team, everybody needs to step up and do their part. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then just say if the Patriots had possession of the ball, you know, and then there was an interception. They would lose possession. So then that was their time for possession. And if the Chiefs come and score from that, then the game should be over. Right, exactly. Yeah, now if no, you turn the ball over, that's on you. Yeah, it would right. be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But I just think that even if even if the, the team that wins the toss, if they go down and score a touchdown, I still feel like the, the opposing team still be able to have possession at least one time. Um right. just you know, just to see what can happen. But with um you know, I think it's I think it's like plays throughout the game, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, you know, do your job, Janelle. Mm-hmm. I don't think you will ever see the Patriots have a player on defense that's called for being offside because the fans is in the neutral zone. You know, I just don't think you'll see that from a Patriots player. And to me, that, that you know, mm-hmm. I, I, and I say it all the time, right. you right. hate how you practice. How is it? And he's not a rookie, you know, uh, who has been Been in the league at least about three years now. When you mm-hmm. are, when you have your hand in that dirt and you look down that line at the ball, you should see that you are not in line. You should see that you are <laughs> above all your other defensive players and you are in line with the ball. The game could have been over. The team could have won. But, no. Or offside penalty because D Ford in the neutral zone. Yeah, and the, go Saints, the Saints had a lot of calls like that. You know that they kind of uh, uh, stuck themselves in the in the foot. You know, uh, even with uh, losing losing the yards and stuff, they'd be like second and twenty five or second and thirty. You know, I mean, who does that? And uh, and and I have to say it. You know, my team they do a lot of stuff that hurt them to hurt themselves as well. The Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, honestly, all teams except for the Patriots do it. The Patriots are probably mm-hmm. the most disciplined team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, they're, you know, number one. Yeah. They've been number one in the past. Well, well the, Eagles, I thought the Eagles was going to spread their wings and fly, but they didn't do it when it turned. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Natasha Juan Carlos. And Kahari, what's going on, Kahari? Happy belated birthday to you, my brother. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. All right. So 
But tell you what, uh, before I pose my next question, we're going to go ahead and jump into a quick break. And then on the outside of this, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. Ooh, a muscle. This is your girl, TJLL42 and the Awesome Horseman. We'll be right back after the break.
Yeah, a little Alicia Keys for you there. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ, tonight. But, oh, when you hear that music, you know what it's time. It's time for, yes, the baddest lady in the land. When her friend hits that pad, yes, it is time for some Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? <clears throat> Well, the 2018 Conference Championship Games are completed, with both of the number one teams defeated. Both teams went into overtime, and the outcome was the number two teams taking the climb. NFC champion Rams beat the Saints 26-23, but people are questioning the NFL's credibility because the referees missed the blatant pass interference, which ultimately caused the Saints a disappearance. AFC champion Patriots beat the Chiefs 37-31. to The game was similar to a hit and run. All year long, they had been playing possum. To my surprise and others, they got the job done. Their defense was aggressive and superb as they continued to sack Mahomes, rattling his nerves. They showed that we might be old, but we are not done. And they head to Super Bowl 53 with their top gun. His name is Tom Brady, and this is not new for him. But for the novice Rams, will it be Graham? I'm looking forward to the outcome of Super Bowl 53. Tell me, will experience outplay the rookie? I want to say congratulations, nephew D. Right. You know what? Just had to include them. <laughs> I see, I see. But I have a funny feeling. Had it been the 49ers or the Falcons, I don't know if we would have got a congratulations there. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we no, she would have congratulated you us if we would have made it. <laughs> you already know. She would have spent the whole time throwing shade and being sad. Give me a break. Oh, let, me just say, let, let me just say, uh, no, ma'am. The Saints did themselves in. Don't be talking about the NFL. This wasn't about the NFL. That was the Saints that did themselves in. Don't be blaming it on the NFL. And it wasn't the NFL. It was them raggedy refs. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw an article talking about that credibility. I just had to, you know, throw that up in there. You know, it yeah, rhymed with, with what I needed, baby. Just you got to let me rhyme. Now I got to rhyme on the dime. <laughs> so um, that credibility... Whoever wants to go first. 
Okay, Tina, we had the same problem last year. We said that last year. They're not going to do it. Why do we keep talking about the same thing? Oh, my goodness. Did she say that out loud? Yes, she did. And she meant it, too. Okay. We had a, about about making the past interference um, reviewable. We did yes, have Yes, because then we had the, we had yeah. we did because we had the same situation. It wasn't during the playoffs, but we had the same situation several times last year. We had the same conversation. They're not going to do it. I don't know why she want to. You know, just because it's her little stinking ain't, she want to make a big deal about it. Okay, you wasn't making a big deal about it when everybody else was screaming about it. She right. needs to go to the house and wear, calm down. Okay, now I know I know you have that animosity there. I mean, you know, I'm telling you when it, I'm telling you animosity. When the Saints get involved, your tongue just goes it goes three hundred three thousand miles a minute. I just want to ask you something. That's one of those questions now. Had that been the and the Rams playing, would you want to? Would you want them to at least put the put the rule on the table? Tina, we've been asking for them to do that for at least the last two seasons. I want them to do it. But I don't want them to do it just because the, the, the Saints is calling for it. How about you call for it when everybody is screaming, hey, this is a problem, let's review it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, Aunt Lou, uh, Terry, who want to go next? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I will follow behind that that uh, dynamite explosive dynamite I will do it, um, but um, I think that you know it it, it I think that they sometimes you know that's why you have those uh, replays for that reason, and you know but I, I'm not trying to say you know because the Saints lost I just feel like that they didn't play as great as they they should have, but you know it wouldn't hurt to have a rule in place like that you know what I mean, and um. And 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 Janelle, please don't be so aggressive like that. You just really startled me with your aggressiveness. <laughs> oh, Angel, have okay, Terry. Um, I think that they should, you know, have something in play, but I don't think it just should be based off of the the Saints, um, off of that game because they lost that game, but. I wonder if they did a replay whenever an, um, a pass interference happened, how long would it last? Just like with the helmet to helmet, they was very, very strict when the NFL started this season, mm-hmm. and they was calling. But then it's like all of a sudden that just faded out. They just mm-hmm. really started calling. I'm not going to say that. I think that they have definitely been on the helmet-to-helmet heads. I think, matter of fact, too much so. I think a lot of calls that were helmet-to-helmet weren't actually helmet-to-helmet. I think the players adjusted throughout the season, and they learned how to tackle so, you know, that there aren't as many calls. But I'm not going to say that they got away from calling it. I think the players just adjusted. Uh, Janelle, were you asking? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting ready to ask you a question. I need you to help me think because there was – a pass interference called. Okay, Miss Lucinda, I promise I'm not not knocking your team. This is, but I want to say that when the Steelers and the Seahawks played either 2005 or 2006, and they were in 
when they played the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember this, but that was one of the plays. There were three things they were complaining about that year. One was the illegal block. I can't remember what the other one was, but the other one was the very thing that we're talking about right now. The past interference situation. We, yeah, we've been complaining about this for so many years. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell y'all right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to blow up. If if we come back to, to the season in August and they've changed that rule because the Saints was complaining, you can promise. Y'all think, y'all think I hate the Saints. Now, nah, wait to see what happened then.
I totally agree. I agree. I agree. But I want to say something, TJ and Janelle. Hate. Y'all use that word hate. It is such a harsh word. You don't need to hate anyone or hate anything. I do apologize. I I do apologize. I meant that thing. When I say I, I do not use the word hate lightly. I don't. I don't ever use hate when I'm talking about people, individuals, but the arrogance and the, I can't even begin to lay out the things that's wrong with the saints. I can't stand that thing. I hate them. It's nothing else for me to say about that. Now, Tina, I do want to say something to you. I also agreed with you. Thank you so much for clarifying because this was something else that I had um, an argument with somebody about today, about that helmet-to-helmet thing. That mm-hmm. was not a helmet to helmet. Thank you for saying that. I, I'm it so was. appreciative that somebody besides me realizes when they're watching these games, dude, can you watch how the play actually And I have to be one of those people that I'll literally go back and I'll rewind it and play it in slow motion just to make sure I didn't miss something. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I, I was being argued down at the, at the sports bar. And as they were white, I was like, look at the replay. Look. What is he feeding with? And eventually, you know, I got through to everybody. But it's like, you know, if everybody's just so quick to say just because you may see a helmet jerk or, you know, the head go back, that's that's mm-hmm. a law of gravity. But the man led with his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That was not a helmet to helmet hit. Nobody yeah, was able to fit the but we want to cry for everything. Um, I, I wanted to, um, I don't know who, who put this out there, uh, TJ, the no-call heard around the world. I love it. Who, who came up with that? No. 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 Yeah, that's been around. That's, no. That's, that's been like the saying no. all weekend. Yeah. The no-call okay, heard. No call heard. I, lo- I love that. I love that. Um, no. <laughs> but, uh, it was not heard around the world. Just the same fans got their feelings hurt. It was not heard around the world. Whatever it was, oh, I appreciate it because the Rams won. Thank you, yeah. Rams defense. Sure appreciate you. Good looking out. Oh, Miss Nancy. Like, Stop it, Nancy. But you, you have to admit that that no call, especially to have two referees viewing it, one from England, and neither one of them called it. Come on now, that's... Yeah, you, you get paid. Oh, you, oh no, I forgot paid. to tell you, ladies. I'm sorry, TJ. I um, heard, and, I, you know, it could be rumored, but they said that the, the the referee that did, I guess, that he approached and mentioned it to, they said he was an ex-Rams. I don't know how true that is, but that's what what, what was being said. Who, the I don't referee? know if you've heard it like that. Hmm? Who, the referee? Yeah. They said he was an ex-Rams uh, player oh. or something. I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm know. just okay. believing the conspiracy theory, theory here. They had too many right. opportunities. Okay. Well, not, I'm not making it a conspiracy. I'm just saying that's what, what, what I what I heard. It could be rumored or whatever, you know, but uh, I just, you yeah. know, somebody might have came up with it, you know, after, just to justify why they lost, you know. Who the yeah, I, I don't know. Because you got to remember, that is not my team. Now, my team is the Seahawks. They went. They went right. down you in the first think, round. Better recognize. You would think that who that is your team. Yeah, I if his son was suited up for the Rams. The, the Saints had ample opportunity. They should have been up twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. So, I mean, it it should never come down to to a referee, you know, a, a call. But Saints had they could have stopped him 
you know, from tying it up, and they definitely could have stopped them in overtime. They could have scored first. So, Miss um, Robinson says the Saints are the, aren't the first team to get a raw deal. That is so true. And, Janelle, I just want to uh, let you know, baby, sometimes I can't even remember what happened six days ago. I so can't remember what happened in 2006. So, you you was on your own there was trying to remember that play because I was like, no. I remember playing in that game. And he How do you forget? How can you forget that when I went, we literally, and we were working together when that happened, and we, it was an outrage. Everybody was clowning because there were three different calls. I cannot remember what that third call was, but everybody was in an uproar because the refs were, I don't know whether they were sleeping or what was going on. This one particular ref, I can't think of his name right now, but it was crazy. How can you forget I, that? I, know about. I think it was on Hines Ford. I think it was uh, like a pass interference on Hines Ward for the uh, Steelers. Now that if if I'm really trying to. that was. You are so funny. You can't remember what happened. Tina Jackson, I'm going to need you to stop, but you're too young for that. (laughs) I looked young, but uh, okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. But anyway. So, um. Oh, I we're all in agreement that the commissioner, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't believe he should be able to go back. And, I mean, think about it. If you win a game, and then, so what are they going to do? Are they going to start the game back from the, the time that the, you know, that the infraction happened? Are you going to have to play the whole game over? I, yeah, I got, it was a crackback block. Janelle? Ma'am? It was a crackback block. In the uh, Steelers game, Steelers and Seahawks game. Okay. okay. I know it was three things. It was just two of them that had kicked me off. The other one, I really didn't. So it wasn't. Problem. It was. Oh, wait. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah, that information was from our, uh, one of our participants. Uh, Thank you so much. Chris Miller, what's Thank going on? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your help. But, yes, that was that was the game that I'm talking about. Everybody was just in an uproar about that because the refs were losing their minds during that Super Bowl. I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. I mean, they're, like I said. They're losing their money as well. You know, like I said, Saints won't be the first. I mean, they're not the first. They definitely won't be the last. You know, let's just hope we don't have a same infraction, you know, happening in the Super Bowl. But, you know, I do believe that uh, someone should be able to, at, at this level, at this level of the playoffs, you got to get it right. You know, because you don't want right. you know, you don't want somebody feeling like they were robbed or that the best team didn't get in. But honestly, at this point, I think that the Rams are just being utterly disrespected. And you know, you have they have the reigning uh, defensive player of the year. Are probably going to win the defensive player of the year again this year. Um, you know, you have one of the one of the um, great rookie or not rookie, but you know, um, new court, new young quarterback, um, the youngest coach in the league. You know what he's been able to do with that team. You have one of the premier running backs. I definitely hope that you know Gurley's going to show up in the Super Bowl. But um, you know, and and with you know the the likes of like you said, and Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald, uh, Robert Fowler. You know, and that defense that the Rams possess. You know, it's I mean, start talking about the L.A. Rams. Whew. And the fact that they deserve to be. They're number two for a reason. They were number what started the right. season off no. So um yeah. I think they need to be getting their respect. They truly do. They truly do. Yeah. So, um all right, ladies, real quick before I let you go, 
Well, the Chiefs, they, I think they did agree that, you know, um, there was probably an embarrassment that they allowed the, um, first of all, that the, they allowed the Patriots to go nine minutes in the first quarter. And then the fact that they let them dominate the uh, overtime. So they did yeah. hire their coordinator, Bob, you know, Bob Sutton. Do you think that was uh, the right move or was that a scapegoat move? Uh, I don't know if I would call it a scapegoat, but it definitely was not a right move. I, I don't know. I honestly truly just do not know what happened with that defensive coordinator that he couldn't get his, his, his call together to, to get his boys to do the right thing. But it was amazing to me. I'm like, okay, so are they going to get run over? What's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Terry, ain't Lou? So you said they fired the, the, the chief? Yeah. Go on, Miss Terry. Yeah, I don't think that I don't say if they fired the defensive coordinator, I don't think that that was um, that was a good move, a smart move. I mean, they made it this far. So why all of a sudden did you would I mean, I know they didn't, didn't step up to the plate as far mm-hmm. as the defense, but I don't think that that was a good move as, that, as far as I'm firing him. I mean, they've made it this far. If you were going to do that, I would think you would have did that, you know, early on. Because, mm-hmm. okay. you know, they produced. <clears throat> well, they always have to blame somebody, you know what I mean? But, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, but you cannot, you not for one game. Not I can I hear what you're uh-huh. saying, Ms. Lucinda, but not for one game. You right. have to look at the, the season as a whole. You can't just look at what happened with this one game and say, okay, you know what, you were slipping and you got to go. You you can't I I, I disagree with that. I don't, I don't, I, I don't you let me finish, Kimasati. You didn't let me finish. I didn't I didn't say that, that it should be done, that they should have done it. I say but you know they, they always have to blame someone. We always have to blame someone. So hold your horses, let me bring you back. Come back now, come back. <laughs> <laughs> not have fired uh, the defensive coordinator, correct? Yes, I agree. I mean, I just, I mean, but they, you know, they always got to blame somebody. Somebody's got to be at fault because just, you know, like you say, this was just for one incident. I mean, but all year, if that's the case, they could have fired some of those people. And, and I wanted to say, remember the guy that missed the, um, the, 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 the kick? They didn't fire him, did they? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. No. You remember, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but, you know, several people have missed kicks, but, you know, yeah. you know, but it's like you just can't be doing that. You know, give people a chance because people do make mistakes, you know. Tina, how yeah. long has he been to D.C.? How, how long has he been to D.C. for them? Um, he's been there ever since uh, Reed. Is, no, 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 he hasn't. Um, yeah, I, 
still song for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know me, and uh, we always seem to agree on stuff, and we don't. I totally disagree with all three of y'all. It was time for Mr. Bob Sutton to go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you Run was thirty first. That's one from last, and their pass yeah. defense is like twenty six. Um, the the Chiefs defense, like I said, it's been their Achilles. Now, mind you, they did have some key injuries. Houston was out for the first part of the season. Um, Eric Berry has not been playing, you know, for the majority of the season, and I think Ford was missing for, for a couple of games. So the chemistry probably was a little off. But as we always say, next man up, and defensive. Teams are what really dictate a game. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has been their Achilles heel all season. They showed up one game, and like I said, that was the game against the Colts. It was time for Bob to go. They did not play up to their, to their capability. I totally disagree with all of them. But <laughs> we can agree to disagree. Okay. Just because. Hey, <laughs> ladies. That is going to do it for tonight. Y'all go ahead with the shout out. Janelle, um, I like, would like to give a shout-out. <laughs> I would like to give a shout-out to the Rams. Thank you so much, especially Dominican Sue. Uh, he showed up for me because I was, I was hoping he was going to come to the game and play. Thank you so much, Rams defense. Go Rams. Um, and also, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Shout out to uh, Janelle. We're going to work on hate. 
Because, you know, hate is, is we, don't, we don't want that. You know, but I love you. That's what I'm going to say. I love you. I will never say I hate you. I will never say I hate anyone. I hate a situation or an idea or something like that, but not a person or not a thing, not a group. Okay. Ms. Terry, you got the biggest heart in the nation, I believe. And I don't know you that well, but I love what I know. TJ, you're my niece. Peace in the Middle East. I love you. So proud of you. Just watching you grow from a baby. You was an infant, and now you're a baby. No, from an infant to a baby to a, a, a child stage, and now you're going into adulthood. And I'm just so proud of you. Everything is, you know, just excited about what what's going to happen this year, you know. And uh, I think that's it. All right. What yeah, you said 30 seconds, not 30 minutes. All that, all that drama. And ladies, as I always so God brings so much to the show. So much. I appreciate it. Uh, word, like I say it all, uh, time and time again, but words, just, they do not describe, um, you know, how much I love having you on the show, uh, what you bring to the show, and just how much I love you all, uh, each, you know, individually. And um, thank you. Thank you for, for bringing your light, your spirit, your, you know, your thoughts, your agreements, your, uh, your laughter, and all of it to the show. I love each and every one of you. And we'll be back next Wednesday night. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, that's right. Super Bowl is not, not up yet. I'm sorry. Well, okay. All right. It's in February. Let me okay. remain in control. I know what I'm doing. Okay. On the next week. I'm going to have to teach you some manners. <laughs> oh, learned and sealed. All right. Bye, ladies. <laughs> I love you. Bye, girls. Love y'all. Bye, is the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ. And that was the awesome foursome, Terry, Janelle, and Aunt Lou, wrapping up that segment. All right, so let's see. Tonight, Wednesday, Wikipedia. What do we have on tap? Let me go ahead and get to it. I thought I was already there, but I wasn't. So, here we go. 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 Okay, sorry. I had to throw it in there at least one time. All right. So, 1950, NFL owners approved the unlimited subscription rule that had been used on a trial basis for 1949. In 1982, Diana Ross, yes, Diana Ross, performed the U.S. National Anthem at Super Bowl... And then in 1985, O.J. Simpson became the first Heisman winner to be elected pro football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. 1985, oh, how the mighty have fallen. All right, y'all. So that is going to do it for tonight's show. Great show. Once again, ladies, thank you so much. Let me get here to the timeline. Uh, Let's see. Mr. Robinson says they were a defensive team, then Andy Reid changed their whole identity. Oh, you think so? Because I always thought that Andy Reid's teams were more offensive. Now, I thought he always had a good defensive coordinator in place that would allow them, you know, to to be able to hold their own. But, um, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if they changed their whole identity, though. But, hey, 
That's why I love the show. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Kenny Cow, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. And Alva, what's going on, lady? Thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the show tonight. All right, so birthdays, uh, artists that were featured tonight, Alicia Keys, she's going to turn 38 on January 25th. So happy early birthday to her. And then birthdays today, Tito Ortiz, the MMA fighter, he turns 43. Lisa Wu. Uh, formerly of Atlanta Housewives, turns 45. Thiessen, if that sounds familiar, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, she was 90210. Yeah, I love that show. Turns 44. And my girl, one of my favorite actresses, Law and Order SVU, Mariska Hargitay, turns 54 today. So happy birthday to each and every one of them. Shout out to... My um, main fan, Mr. Silicon Valley, Marlon in the house. Shout out to Ron Bo of Ron Bo Sports. Shout out to Marvin and Harold Chambers. Uh, oh, I definitely want to give a shout out to everybody who listened in on the phone lines, who listened in on the uh, uh, in the on the timeline, who listened in in the chat room. Thank each and every one of you for tuning in. And as I always say, whether you listen twenty minutes, two hours, one hour, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your support. All right, shout out to my girls, Stephanie, Shanisa, Morgan, Mara, Dee Dee, Jackie, and Brianna. Want to give a happy birthday shout out, uh, free shout out birthday tomorrow, Sean McVay of the Los Angeles Rams, the coach for the Rams. He's going to turn 33 tomorrow, so shout out to him. What a birthday present he gave himself. I know that's right. Take yourself to the Super Bowl for your birthday. What? Uh, happy early birthday to my good friend. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Happy birthday to my good friend, Natay Banks. Uh, happy birthday to her, celebrating her birthday today. And then happy early birthday to my friend and former co-host, Miss Tiff. Yeah, so Tiffany Parks Merritt, she'll be celebrating her birthday on January 26th. Of course, a great big shout-out to Aunt Lou once again for bringing the strength with um, uh, Lucinda's lyrics. And, of course, just like I said, um, I... I love these ladies. I love what they bring to the show. I love their willingness to be on the show, um, you know, just uh, their thoughts and their opinions. Uh, you know, when we debate, you know, I, I like it. I like it better when we don't agree, you know, because that always makes for good dialogue. But just the fact that they take out, um, you know, time from their schedules to spend with me and to spend with us, you know, two hours out of their Wednesday nights, um, it means more than you ladies will ever know. And, um you know, I just thank you and I appreciate you, Janelle, Terry, Aunt Lou, uh, just for, again, who you are, what you bring to the show. And, um, you know, I just can't wait to take this to take this show to the next level. I love you, ladies. Shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. Congratulations to my brother for his Patriots making it to the third straight Super Bowl. Nine of uh, Tom Brady and, and Belichick's career and 11 in total. I love you, uh Gentlemen, I was going to say fellas, but I love you, Daddy, and my brother. And, of course, last but by no means least, to my mom, the wind beneath my wings, other than the Lord, <laughs> to my mom, Miss Denise Green, just for all of your support for everything that you do for me, for LL Sports 2, um, you know, just uh, for everything, for who you are, for whose you are, and um, for who you uh, strive to be and who you push me to be each and every day. I love you, Essie. All right, y'all, so that is going to do it for the show tonight. We will be back when next Wednesday night. Shout out to you, Brian, best friend, Riley. I see you in the house. 
And um, I will be shouting out to everybody on the timeline. Thank you again so much for your support. But we will be back next Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to join me, 347-826-7924. You can get on the uh, Blog Talk website, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 or you can catch me live and in living color, Facebook Live. Tina D. Jackson is my name. Sports, that is my game. All right, y'all, so that means it's time for only one more thing. We might get out of here on time. Let's see. Oh, Aunt Lou says, Corey, um, so my cousin, her nephew, uh, Corey Taylor's birthday turns 50 on January 24th, and Barry's son, Weston, it was his fifth birthday on January 25th, 21st. Sorry. So, Corey on the 24th, Weston on the 21st. Happy birthday. All right, so it's time for one last thing. You already know what it is, TJ's Motivational Moment. Tonight's Motivational Moment is short and to the point. The road to success is always under construction. Now, success is not defined by material things. It is not defined by wealth or possession. No, Success is defined by asking yourself the question, are you living your best life? I don't care what age you are. I don't care what level of education you have or what level you think you need. I don't care if you have never taken a class, taken a course, or received a degree. Do you know why I'm so humbled and appreciative when I hear the encouraging words from my teammates, Terry, Janelle, and Aunt Lou? Or when I hear and see the support on my timeline during the show on how I'm doing a great job or that they love the show. Because you see, by the normal standards, normal standards, I'm not supposed to be doing this, hosting a sports radio show, but I am. At the age of 64, my mother, Denise Green, has designed her first designer piece under her own label in partnership with a known, reputable designer, Lisa Nicole Cloud, yes, of marriage to medicine. I have loved sports all my life, but my preparation was learning the sport, studying the sport, loving sports. But with a background in finance, never thinking in a million years, a career in broadcasting was in store for me. Preparation. My mother was making our clothes when we were younger, hers, mine, and my brother's, and accessories for my daddy. And all my life, she has been either a walking billboard or a conversation piece every time she enters a room. So much so that I already claimed once I make it big enough to have a team working with me, she is going to be my stylist. Preparation. Neither one of us with a degree, me only having a high school education, my mother only a GED. And don't get me wrong, I say that with pride because I am living proof as well as a witness that what God has for you is for you. Remember I told you a few months back, success is when preparation meets opportunity. Well, then you must be prepared when your opportunity is presented. But also remember that that road to success is always under construction. So guess what? No matter how hard it gets, no matter who tells you no, tells you that you can't, no matter how many times you may question, are you on the right road, going in the right direction, as long as you stay on that road and the Lord is your driver, you will reach your destination. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. 
You enjoy the rest of your week. Have a wonderful weekend. And and until I see you again, be good to others. Be good to yourself. But most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.